<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 205 podcast from Shadows at his Blake. Sorry that I'm late. WWA. It's 205 Live, baby. Let's get it. Man, like I said in the intro, part of my lateness. Told you guys it was technical difficulty going on. I wanted to make sure that was all fixed. And I brought you guys the best possible product. Real depth, I mean, super funny. In-depth analysis. Real-time happenings. It's your boy Blake, and I am here. Welcome to Podcast from the Shadows. Looking at 205 Live, we met with Drake Maverick, DMGM, early. And he's sharing with us that we're going to get to see and hear from the Cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy, tonight. Directly after uh, his win at TLC against Cedric Alexander, I'm pretty sure he's going to have some talk to talk. So, um, I mean, he walked it on Sunday. It was a great match. Crazy spots, crazy knees, power bomb. That, that sit down power bomb he did is, in my, I would almost say one of the most impactful in the game. Uh, it was a great match. I, I hope you guys saw it. If not, go get the WWE Network and just go. It, it's easy. It's easy to sign up. Free for new subscribers. And honestly, at this point in the game, you're missing out because we are in a new era. Tonight we got the return. The 24-year-old piece of gold. That's right. Man of the hour, Leo Rush. He's been real busy on a Monday Night Raw, hyping up the almighty Bobby Lashley, picking up wins on Elias and such. And regardless of how he got him, these are still wins. He's been, uh, he's had a good, good year. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm proud to say I like Leo Rush. I think he's pretty, pretty comical in the ring, and he's a man of interesting words, almost almost such as myself, uh, but regardless, uh, we're going to see him back in the ring tonight, we know last month he uh, you know, took his first loss to Cedric Alexander, and uh, we'll see how he uh, bounces back or responds to that tonight on 205 Live. Oh, and in the main event, how could we possibly ignore this? We're going to have the Brian Kendrick. And Akira Tozawa, as uh, DMGM calls it, the unconventional team, a little bit of a odd couple that has begun to really gel and mesh together well. They're taking on Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak. So it's unconventionality. I think that's a word, unless it's somewhere in the Canadian dictionary. Or taking on the guys that want the better 205. I'm... I'm elated to see these four gentlemen go at it. I know that uh, D. Brian Kendrick has claimed to be a changed man, and he wants to uh, lift the division up, so he has an opportunity to uh, seek redemption by way of winning this street fight. I have no idea who's going to take it. I have no pony in the race. I like all four sports entertainers, all four superstars, so we're going to see exactly how this all takes place tonight. On 205 Live. It's 205. 205. 205. Ah! It's 205. It's 205. So we surprised with an entrance 
for first of all, we actually we haven't gotten this in a long time. We usually jump directly into the show after the theme song, but uh, we had the theme song playing for a little while. We were being greeted by Vic Joseph and the commentary table, but what happened after that was actually a fair surprise to all of us because we actually did get interrupted. Well, Vic Joe got interrupted by Hideo Itami and his newfound cohort. Aria Davari. Uh, Aria Davari comes to the ring, grabs a microphone, and speaks on how it's been a gross mistreatment of Hideo Itami. And even though Hideo, I personally respect him, he can speak for himself, but Aria Davari wanted to advocate for him and share with the WWE universe. And some people still filing in at the time that they need to just be quiet and respect him and well because he's he has you know uh, he's a legend educated feet and it's not necessarily just to call him educated he said this guy has a doctorate in stomping heads and that's that's pretty high up you know he's pretty pretty wise in the martial arts field I take it but Aria Davari is saying that he hasn't Oh, Hideo Itami hasn't, Hideo Itami, pardon me, you gotta respect his name correctly, he hasn't had any true competition, no real action in, what, two months? I could almost agree with that, but he did take that loss to SmackDown Live's newest acquisition, Mustafa Ali, and then uh, went to the shadows for a little while. Trust me, me and Hideo have sit-downs and uh, you know, I, he, he knows I respect him a great deal, and uh, he he stepped out into the light now, and he's uh, he he wants some real comp, but apparently none were uh, to the avail. So Hideo Itami takes it upon himself to cancel 205 Live, and you guys know I'm a day late. If I would have heard this, I'd have been so mad. I felt like my 205 live was canceled because my schedule was all thrown off, thrown off and that's that's just personal like i'm i had other things going on and i'm just like man i was really looking forward to seeing this episode right now and i didn't get a chance to because of serious things you know it's still taken care of now all is well you know in the Long household but yeah that is crazy so they're gonna cancel 205 live okay and Actually, no. 205 Live doesn't get canceled because DMGM, Drake Maverick, comes on out and shares with him that what they're doing is actually grounds for suspension. We just got back to seeing Davari. Hideo Itami just got out of the shadows. So what, what are we doing? You know, they're going to get suspended because of this stunt. I can understand, you know, and I would almost even agree with it because how dare one cancel the 205 Live. You don't do that. This is the most exciting hour on television, and you're just gonna, excuse me, you're just gonna take it upon yourself to cancel it again in storyline. It takes some gall to do that, just in the name of having some competition. I mean, Aria Davari a couple of weeks ago did knock out Clay Roberts. Granted, Hideo Itami, he has a little bit to prove, but at the same time, to have a doctorate and kicking faces in, you know. You know, he doesn't have to prove much, but he still does because last time we seen him, he was taking a fair loss. I think he got a win, uh, uh, but either way, the one we recall, the one we recall is him taking a mean L after a 450 through the table. But beyond that, 
Drake Maverick is telling them that they, what they're doing is rounds for suspension and it's about to happen. But then Supernova 11, none other than No M Dog, who's just coming back off of injury. You know, his music hits, he comes on out and he shares with Drake Maverick that he's been cleared. He wanted to take on Buddy Murphy. You guys know straight, just straight up. I was interested in seeing that match. I wanted to see how Noam Dahl was going to do against the Cruiserweight Champion. And I wanted to see if he was going to be able to uh, prove himself worthy of being in a championship caliber spot. You know, but now he uh, can definitely prove himself with a legend, you know, in Hideo Itami. Because Drake Maverick grants us in the WWE Universe that match started now. Noam's hype. Hideo is ready. Davari is on the sidelines. I'm definitely sure cheering on. So let's see how this match unfolds on the most exciting hour on television. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Hideo Tommy picks up the victory. Fairly fought match. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I actually will go as far as to say. I, I still respect Noam Dar even in defeat. He brought a good fight to him. This match started off with uh, Hideo really having the upper hand. You know, he was it was a couple of good spots. You know, one of the one of the comical spots uh, from Atami. He jumped. He acts like he's gonna uh, kick you in the face or stomp you or something. He jumps over you, but then delivers a back kick to the face. Very cocky move, but. That did kind of turn, and it got a, got a Noam Dar a little angry. The match uh, moves forward, and Tommy goes for like a drop kick in the middle of the ring, like a missile type drop kick. But Noam Dar was able to duck out of the way. He, he landed in a quick bump, and Tommy went sailing over him and landed on his back. This gave uh, Noam Dar a couple of spots for some uh, a good open, excuse me, for a couple of spots of his own. He was uh, going for Atami's uh, leg in the back of his knee a lot, trying to put him down, but unfortunately that didn't necessarily win. Uh, the uh, it, it didn't it just wasn't enough. But at the same time, well, when Noam Dar went to the top rope, he he put Atami's leg on the bottom rope. After going for that chop block, he went to the top rope and. Aria Davari attempted to interfere, took a headbutt directly to the chin. He fell off of the apron, so no DQ. But that time that he took to uh, take care of Aria Davari, he went for like a, not, well, I wouldn't call it a coup de grace, but he definitely went for a top rope or a stomp from the top rope onto Hideo's knee, which would have clearly snapped it directly out of place. But um, Hideo had the wherewithal to move out of the way and ultimately hit him with the with his finishing move. I, I don't believe it has a name yet. I think we should uh, go back to having a lot of names for these moves. I know that the, all of the moves have a name, but, you know, a signature finish. It's not like we have the Golden Rewind. We have Salida Del Sol. And, you know, it's just a... You know, Lucha House Party example, we have the Lombard check, we have Murphy's Law, you know, with Cedric Alexander and the Cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy. So I would like to see a name of the, that signature from Hideo Itami because once he hit it, 
that was more than enough to keep Noam Dar down. One, two, three, ding, ding, ding. And the winner is Hideo Itami with a little bit of aid from Arya Davari. So both superstars get my respect. I like how Arya Davari is advocating for Hideo Itami and moving forward into the next weeks on 205 Live. I'm, uh, as Percy Watson said, anxious to see how these guys uh, continue this little rivalry. Maybe Hideo is able to move on. Or maybe, uh, you know, Noam Dar is a little salty after that. But we're going to find out. And I know uh, coming up next, we're going to hear from our Cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy. So let's see how this all takes place. All right. So we cut backstage and we got the Cruiserweight champion standing there waiting uh, seemingly patiently for his uh, segment with Drake Maverick and you know Drake Maverick comes to apologize for the slight delay based on the uh, the match that took place impromptu in the ring between Hideo Itami and Noam Dar but you know he uh, you know congratulates him on the victory and you know uh, Drake Maverick uh, shares with him that you know somebody's coming up next but and he definitely proved that he's uh, is one of the best cruiserweights. Just say it like that. Buddy Murphy wasn't really feeling that enough and wanted to prove that he isn't just one of the best cruiserweights. He is the best cruiserweight in the world. I I, I don't think that's too arguable. I know it's uh, plenty other guys that are great pro wrestling cruiserweights, but as far as a sports entertainer and a cruiserweight goes, yeah, I could agree. He he could be possibly the best. Because like he said, uh, outside of every uh, other week where there was a tag team match or something like that, Buddy Murphy has won his matches. And what we've heard was, and still, Cruiserweight Champion. So, uh, Drake Maverick goes on to share with him that he, nobody wants to necessarily disrespect him and anything like that. And Buddy Murphy wants to prove that he is the best cruiserweight in the world. So he wants a real challenge. So it can be an undeniable, undisputed fact that he is the best cruiserweight in the world. And Drake Maverick says give him a couple of days and he'll be able to uh, figure something out for, uh, you know, Buddy Murphy. The only thing I've seen is it takes a, more than one person to uh, put him down. But we're going to see what comes from that head of uh, general manager Drake Maverick. He's not a silly man. He's very intelligent and I'm very, very intrigued to see what he's able to come up with for the Cruiserweight Champion. Alright, we don't only get the appearance from Leo Rush. We get actual in-ring return. So he comes on out and uh, the 24-year-old piece of gold grabs a microphone. His opponent is uh, standing in the corner, black and red haired fellow. Uh, he, I don't know, something about him reminds me of Hoover 2 Guerrero uh, from back in the day, but either way, Leo Rush grabs the mic, shares with the crowd. He usually likes to come out and get the crowd hyped for the match and such like that, but he's a busy man. Therefore, he automatically turns around and punches this guy directly on the jaw just 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 cracks him in the jaw like whoa didn't expect that it was a surprise referee of course you got to respect the official he pushes him back says hey, hey, hey fall back hold on let's, let's let's ring the bell they ring the bell and leo continued the complete onslaught 
threw him out of the ring, beat him, he quick move out there, sent him back in the ring, went up to the top, and top, just just hits him with a hit him with the final hour. Just whoa, excuse me, hits him with the final hour. We know that that's his signature maneuver. It's a giant frog splash from the top rope, but Leo Rush didn't even take his vest off. He could have had the match finished there, but you know, we haven't seen Leo in a couple weeks on 205, and we know last time he was on 205 Live, he uh, took a loss to Cedric Alexander, so he had something to prove, so he doesn't necessarily go for the 1-2-3 cover. He goes and begins to pummel on a local superstar competitor, local talent, and uh, let's see how this match finishes up. Will local talent be able to get up after that brutal pummeling that Leo Rush just laid on him? Will he be able to at least gain some sort of amount, some kind of offense to be able to at least attempt to stand up to the 24-year-old piece of gold? Nope. Leo Rush continues that barrage of attacks on the man's face and the side of his head keeps him down long enough for Leo to deliver a second final hour. And guess what? One, two, three, ding, ding, ding. The end. And your winner, Leo Rush. Let's find out. Is that. Is, is. Yeah, I hear it. He won. The man won. It was easy. He put him down, and I would even say less than two minutes. Local talent, thank you for your time, but you're not going to beat a superstar that was hungry to get back in the ring in Leo Rush. Cut to a backstage promo with Cedric Alexander. What you got to say, bro? Yeah. This close, I'll never slip away at the very last second. You see, it's going to take a lot more than a slip. Right. So, buddy, enjoy your win. Enjoy the championship while you still have it. But don't be mistaken. This is still my show. This is still my division. You are holding my cruiserweight championship. Uh. I'll be coming back for it real soon. I'll be coming for it real soon. That's what Y'all heard the man. Y'all heard the man. Y'all heard the man. He's definitely uh turned up. He seems ready. Uh, he wasn't uh, crazy audible, but at the same time, we could see the passion in his eyes. If you want to see the passion, you could uh, go ahead and subscribe to the WWE Network. It's uh, very inexpensive, especially for the amount of content you're getting. You get the Edge of Christian, uh, sh uh, what is it, the Edge of Christian show, the totally recent awesomeness of the season two. Come on now, they were clamoring for a season two in the WWE Universe. I'm thankful that these guys were able to get it. You get to see awesome cameos from all sorts of your favorite WWE superstars. This gets hilarious. And speaking of, uh, you know, the Edge and Christian podcast, uh, or the show that totally reeks of awesomeness, this most recent segment of uh, the podcast in the shadows is brought to you in part by Cricket Wireless. You know, this holiday season, uh, the best thing. That you, we, we could do whatever we can, but the best thing we could do is stick together. So go ahead and hit cricketwireless.com and uh, check out some of those deals because it's uh, well worth it. Next week on 205 Live, we're going to have the best of. Man, this is a year in review of 
some of the craziest moments from 205 Live in the year 2018. I believe it's been a great year for 205 Live. We've had a lot of uh, departures. We've had a lot of new entrants. And we've had undeniably, unquestionably, some of the hardest hits we have seen on the WWE Network. So I would highly suggest you tune in to that because I'm excited to watch it. I can't wait to bring you guys my uh, analysis of it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be some excellent memories shared from this uh, year in 205 Live. So tune in. All right, all right, all right. So now it is time for our main event. You know, we got the street fight coming up between Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak taking on the Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa. Uh, the submission commission come on out first, and uh, they're they're wearing their suits. They don't necessarily quote unquote look like they're uh, dressed for a street fight, but I mean, these are gentlemen. They can get it going in whatever they're wearing. It don't necessarily matter at all. So these guys are, you know, they come on down to the ring, and then we get um, Akira Tozawa coming on out next, and he introduces Brian Kendrick, and Brian Kendrick comes out looking like. The Brian Kendrick of old got the blonde type highlights. He, uh, you know, he's wearing a different fit with the black and white uh, spotted uh, tights and such. And he, he got a shave. He shaved all of his facial hair off. So he looks rather young. He doesn't look like a pirate anymore. And hey, that's that's a cool look. It, you know, it reminds me to the days of uh, who him and Paul London. So, um, you know, and you don't know who Paul London is, go and look him up on the WWE Network. These guys were back in the uh, the cruiserweight division of old. So, yeah, it's a very good look for, uh, you know, the Brian Kendrick. I like it. So they come charging down to the ring, and, you know, the match automatically begins. Bell rings. These guys are fighting it out. The Brian Kendrick tosses Drew Gulak directly into the LED board back first. But I mean, it was a horizontal toss. So he hit almost the top and slid down, hitting the, uh, hitting the mat a little difficult or the outside. You know, it just looked a little painful, landed on his arm and such. And then uh, Akira Tozawa threw Gentleman Jack into the LED board himself, but he hit his hip and the side of his ribs, so these are uh, fairly hard hits to get the match started. Uh, they go get him in the ring and you know, do a little bit more beating up, and they jump outside of the ring, uh, Akira Tozawa and Lee Brian Kendrick, and they get a table. Send the table into the ring. Now, hold on. A table spot this early in the match? Hoo-wee! Man, the crowd is getting into it. A lot, of, a lot more people have filed in for the main event. The crowd is uh, getting a little more lively, but... Uh, the submission commission are able to send them out of the ring and they take the table and slide it out of the up, well, the other side of the ring uh, and proceed to put the table back underneath the ring. So I assume these guys want a good, clean street fight. But I'm not too sure, but let's all see how the rest of the match unfolds. Okay, so this craziness has... Uh, it's definitely beginning to boil up because uh, Drew Gulak and uh, the, excuse me, Gentleman Jack Gallagher 
uh, you know, they were able to get the upper hand after being attacked with the very top, like the cover, the monitor covers for the announce table. So they took that and slammed it into their face. But after a little bit of offense mounted, uh, Gentleman Jack and Drew Gulak, the submission commission, were able to uh, gain the upper hand by getting under the ring and getting the broom and trash can out and uh, began to sweep up and begin to clean up. <laughs> and then, the, you know, as these guys were down, you know, Tozawa took a, ch a trash can shot. That's a throwback, you know, and, uh, oh, man, they wanted to get a mop in the mop bucket. This is pretty funny. To, they said they're going to clean this guy up in one way or another. So it's uh, very intriguing. This is the story that is being told. And um, they, they went to town on him, you know. Drew Gulak hit the Ryan Kendrick with a couple of very brutal uh, shots from the mop stick. Tried to put the mop head in his mouth. Just, uh, Nigel McGinnis said he getting down and dirty. And I definitely hear that. You know, somebody that ain't afraid to get their hands a little dirty. Man, oh man, that is, this is quite the story that's being told in the ring. My goodness, makes me want to sweep and mop. Shoot, just because, you know, this is what the sports entertainment is all about and teaching valuable lessons. So if you ain't sweeping my B.O. crib, I think you might want to go and do that yourself. So um, these guys have been literally uh, beating up on the Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa for a little while. Drew Gulak gets a, like a bungee cord and wraps it around his already taped up fists that say, step to me on their respective hands and uh he takes the the hook from the bungee cord and you know puts it in the brian kendrick's mouth and begins to pull him around the ring but eventually when he went to the uh apron to pick the brian kendrick up by the fish hook which would have been it was already brutal but it just would have started to get a little grotesque uh Zao was able to uh, get he was able to you know save his partner uh, put his he fish took them of his own with his own hand drew gulak then pulled drew gulak into the ring but the uh, excuse me gentleman jack was there for the save and uh slims to Zawa down hits the back of his head or the top of his head even into uh, the very top part of a mop bucket the ref had to get that out the way it looked really painful these are the spots that you don't expect but uh, let's uh, not forget also that they, uh, well, Drew Gulak used the trash can. Apparently, this happened on a, a former episode of 205 Live from back in the day where they made a joke of him. But uh, Drew Gulak was able to put the trash can onto Zawa's head. And while Gentleman Jack Gallagher was holding the trash can, uh, Drew Gulak took the broom and hit him with, hit the stick against the trash can twice. Hit it once on the side and once on the very top. So uh, the commentary called that the percussion really bothered Tozawa and, you know, it definitely, uh, the impact had to hit just that much harder. So right now the submission commission is in control and I'm intrigued to see how this match is continuing. Man, so Tozawa gets dumped into the timekeeper's area for a little while there in the ring with Brian Kendrick now and they're going for uh well they set the mop bucket up upside down and they're going for a double vertical suplex to put him on top of the turned upside down mop bucket it would have been extremely painful if Brian Kendrick wasn't able to uh 
hit them or reverse it and get them hit them with a double DDT of his own. These guys get outside and what well, a camera moves outside and we see Tozawa up and fighting uh, Drew Gulak again after he had to roll out of the ring after that double DDT attempt. Uh, man, Tozawa was attempting to mount an offense, but Drew Gulak was able to grab a microphone and hit him in the head with it. Street fight, anything goes, every weapon in your environment is legal to be used without disqualification. So he hits him in the head again with it, sends him back into the ring area. But, uh, man, he tries to go for a third attack and Tazawa uses, I believe it was the bell to block the hit and that uh, hurt Drew Gulak. That was when Tazawa was able to get a little bit of offense for himself and, you know, he slides back into the ring and, you know, he's, He's, uh, he's back to normal. We know that Brian Kendrick slid out of the ring after that double DDT. These guys are all uh, getting a little a little fatigued, it seems to me, and we still seem to have a lot of match to go. So let's see how, if we're reaching the shocking conclusion to this main event. My word. In the great words of Nigel McGinnis. Man, we're going to get to that in a second. These guys have uh, Drew Gulak down now after, T you know, Tozawa had the upper hand. You see Brian Kendrick stirring in the corner, coming around the bend by the ring steps. And uh, they, well, Brian, well, they get Drew Gulak onto the other uh, corner of the ring post outside closer to the commentary area. And they, well, they, they have him on the post. Brian Kendrick uh, crawls over. You can see the fatigue in him, but he crawls over and gets the bungee cord that was used on him earlier. And he proceeds to tie Drew Gulak up to the post, to the ring post. And they just start chopping on him. They give him chops. They rip his shirt off. They, they chop and after chop after chop after chop. And it was met with a trash can shot from Gentleman Jack to save his partner. Drew Gulak gets out of it, and, uh, you know, the, that trash can shot was heavy enough to keep Tazawa down for a little while. Billy Brian Kendrick, again, was already fatigued, so uh, Gentleman Jack goes over to the commentary table and takes Percy Watson's uh, his seat, roll it over, and they, uh, Drew Gulak punches Tazawa into the seat, and then begins to roll him into a just hellacious drop kick from Gentleman Jack. My word, that looked painful. So this is a really, really good back and forth match. I don't know who's gonna win this thing. Both of these teams look hungry, but if I had to guess right now, just looking at the fatigue in the gentleman, Right now, well, excuse me, the superstars, not to be confused with Gentleman Jack, but if I had to pick, or if I had to guess who might win this, just off momentum alone in the moment, the submission commission are looking like they're going to be able to pick up a victory over these two. But let's see what takes place. Man, these guys are throwing everything they possibly have at each other. The sequences are fast. It's, it's 
oh my goodness, so many hits, so much impact. Was one of the moves after that um, crazy drop kick in the announced chair? Brian Kendrick was able to gather some more of himself, you know, fighting on Drew Gulak, fighting, just punching on uh, Gentleman Jack, and put Gentleman Jack into the seat himself, and was able to deliver a really cool-looking exploded suplex on Drew Gulak. Well, and delivering him right on. Well, excuse me, it was Gentleman Jack. He put Drew Gulak onto the chair. And he delivered an exploded suplex to Jack Gallagher on to uh, Drew Gulak sitting on the seat. They both fell down. And, yeah, look at that. And get in the ring. And um, everyone's trying to fight it out. Uh, Brian Kendrick had a little bit of the upper hand. But Gentleman Jack gets up again and was able to uh, you know, put him, get him down and set him up for what Nigel McGinnis called a figure four type submission hold where his knee was being... Well, pressure was being applied to his knee, but it wasn't, again, Brian Kendrick was on his stomach. J Gentleman Jack was still standing up, and he leaned back for a bump, and this automatically, uh, it was, it was uh, I don't even know how to call it, but it was just impactful pressure, and pulls the knee way further out than what it uh, usually stretches, and, you know, that was painful, and then uh, Tozawa comes in, and hits, uh, well, hits Gentleman Jack with the submission. You see how fast-paced the match is going. So this is a great uh, showcase of the talent of all four WWE superstars. And Drew Gulak is able to get up himself and lock in the Gulak onto Akira Tozawa. These uh, gentlemen, uh, man, it was crazy. It was just bananas. So um, that gets broken up by... The Brian Kendrick after a second or two, well not a second, but after a little while, and one of the other sequences in the fast forward would have been, but well, was uh, Drew Gould, excuse me, Gentleman Jack able to apply that, uh, what was it called, an Indian Deathlock, onto uh, the Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick was able to reach over to the ropes, but we do know this is a street fight, so rope breaks don't necessarily matter; they don't happen, and he had it in for long enough for Tozawa to get up and go to the top ropes and deliver his giant senton splash from the top. It's crazy. Drew Gulak is out of the ring at this point, and Tozawa is getting ready to go for that, uh, that tope through the second rope onto Drew Gulak to keep him down. But Drew Gulak is able to pick up a trash can, surprisingly enough, and Tozawa lands head first into the trash can. Everybody's out right now. We don't know what's going to take place, but I know that, that um, throw out my, my opinion on who would have won the match because yet again, in this main event, the momentum has shifted. Who's going to win? At this point, it's anyone's guess. So let's see who's going to be able to take it in this seeming closing sequence of the match. All right, so the Brian Kendrick went for uh, sliced bread number two, you know, it's his signature move. And, well, on Drew Gulak a little earlier, and Drew Gulak had enough to just put him on the top rope in a fair reversal. And then we moved into that trash can spot where Tozawa hit his head on the trash can. So we move forward and go back to the ring, and Brian Kendrick is still... Uh, positioned on the top ropes trying to gather himself 
we get Gentleman Jack back into the ring, limping over to the corner, and he goes up to the second rope. He starts to, uh, he tries to go for some sort of maneuver to get Brian Kendrick off the top, but he, well, the Brian Kendrick had got enough of a breather. He's he's holding on to the turnbuckle with everything, and he begins to punch Tozawa, um, excuse me, he begins to punch the gentleman Jack Gallagher in the head enough times to set him up for a slice bread number two, but not just anyone. One from the tippy top rope. You would think that gentleman, I mean, you, yeah, you would think that uh, Drew Gulak was able to, well, would be able to get up after that chair shot, but I, not chair shot, excuse me, that trash can shot to Tozawa when he went for that tope, but apparently not only did Tozawa hit his head, I guess the impact from the trash can hit Drew Gulak also, so they were both knocked out. So after that uh, top rope slice bread number two, the Brian Kendrick was able to pick up the one, two, three victory. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Just wanted to make sure we all got it officially spoken by the incomparable ring announcer, my man Greg Hamilton, one of my personal favorites. He is really, really good host to the event, the live event. He's a lot of fun and he does his job really, really well. So I just wanted to uh, have him uh, get, get a little bit of a cameo appearance on the podcast himself. So thank you, Greg Hamilton, and the off chance that you ever get to hear this at my time uh, at the live event that I had ever went to, or the first one I ever went to. I definitely enjoyed the show that much more because of, you know, your moments interacting with the crowd. So there you go. That's that. The submission commission had to sit down in this street fight. The winners are the Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa. Congratulations to both of those gentlemen. All right, so that was our main event. It was quite the matchup and quite the episode of 205 Live. Not necessarily the la- not necessarily the last one of the year, but next week we're gonna have our best of 205 Live in the year of 2018. So, all in all, Brian Kendrick was able to. Uh, gained some redemption after uh, being, as, an, as uh, excuse me, J- Vic Joseph uh, stated, uh, put to the wayside by the submission commission back then, a couple of weeks back, a couple of months back, I think it was. But, you know, we, we see a new side of Brian Kendrick. He said he's a changed man, and he was able to pick up that victory. A very, very cool, very cool match from all four superstars. I don't uh, know what next, well, what the new year holds for of the submission commission but in this new era and all of these changes taking place i'm pretty sure it's going to be something that is very 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 awesome because that is what wwe delivers us something awesome i was doing some thinking Uh, again i apologize for the delay on the 205 live uh, episode but you know in uh my time yesterday thinking about what else I could possibly speak on in this new era we're in? We're hearing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, distrust in the McMahon family, and I think I can provide some, uh, some of my opinion. I think I might have a take or two on it. I don't know how long I'll be sh- uh, speaking on it or sharing it, but in the coming days or coming hours, I think I'm gonna have something to say about it. I want to say we could wait till. Uh, 
after Raw and SmackDown next week, we know that uh, if you, you're in the quote-unquote know with the product, then these shows have already been pre-taped. So, um, you know, we already, some people have put out the spoilers. I'm saying it now. I haven't looked at any spoiler. I haven't seen anything yet. So me watching the show is uh, going to be pretty much the same as it is every week. I like to watch maybe one hour or so just to, you know, be there for the product and support in my own way uh, each uh, each show, you know, from Raw and SmackDown. And I like to give you guys uh, a fair reaction to the product. And I don't necessarily know what's going to happen in the last two hours of Raw and the last hour of SmackDown usually. So I'm just as shocked as anybody that saw it for the first time. All in all, uh, in the new era, we've been hearing some people online that aren't really uh, happy with what they've seen, and I'm gonna give it some more thought, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share how I feel about it in some time. So maybe not after we're on SmackDown next week, but perhaps Saturday, maybe Sunday, we'll 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 give it some thought. We'll think about it. I don't want to say it's a definite, but just give me some time, and we'll be able to figure that out. Either way. This has been the podcast from the shadows. This week brought to you by Cricket Wireless. Go to cricketwireless.com to see some of those fire deals that are uh, in place for the holiday season. If I don't see you guys or hear from you guys beforehand, uh, happy holidays to you and yours. I hope you guys enjoy it and get everything you asked Santa for or whoever it is that you believe in. You know, mommy and daddy, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Maybe yourself. Get yourself something nice. I know I uh, got myself a couple of Christmas presents, and uh, the biggest present is uh, being a part of the WWE Universe, uh, because everything now, my technical difficulty essentially has been, uh, everything has been fixed and rectified, so I just can't wait uh, for next week's run SmackDown. This is Blake, shouts to Royal Club Wrestling, shouts to Everything Pro Wrestling, shouts to Tom, Brandon and Mike, I see you. These guys also help bring you good. It is somewhere in the back, you know, but these guys aid and bring you the podcast from the shadows each and every week. So with that all being said, I will catch you guys next time.